Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now let's dive in. So this is another podcast on this conversation around influence. Leadership is influence. And those are obviously very directly connected. And we've been beginning a discussion on the bias that is bred right into us just as a, as a species. There's a, there's a bunch of bias that we're wired with that's helped us with survival, um, you know, from the very beginning, as it were. And those are things that I think are really important that we stay cognizant of as we look at how we influence people. And the first one that we touched on was to the reward and punishment and how people, how that can really change or influence people's actions. And the next one I wanted to dive into, I'm going to lump two of them together. And one of them is liking and loving tendency. And the, the opposite of the opposite of that is the secondary, which is the hate and dislike. And really what this is, is that it's a halo effect. It's an association fallacy that if we like or love someone or something, we tend to give it more weight than it deserves. So people like and love being liked and loved. First off, I think we've got to just look at that. Uh, and we're, we're quick to ignore the faults of people who fall into those categories. And we are more likely to comply with the wishes of the people that we like and love. We also tend to favor people, products, and actions associated with those people. In other words, if you like or care for or love someone, it can be a really big blind spot. That's why in a sales environment, it is so important to build trust and to get somebody to like you. Because they're not likely to do what you ask them to do unless there's some level of like there. If I come across as personable, if we find commonality and da-da-da, I can build that in our conversation. I can build that in our relationship. And then when I ask for the sale, you're more likely to say yes. We're likely to take the advice of people who we like and love. How did it evolve? Well, it evolved through the attachment of of parents promoting learning and safety for children. Um, And it's a reciprocal thing, right? It, you know, this is where family bonds, tribal bonds, all of that kind of stuff. We trust the people we like and, and love and who are similar to us. And then by default, the dislike of those that are different or those that we don't care for. It can be really harmful just as a natural bias, if we ignore the real faults, the objects of our affection. See this happen all the time on teams. We love the people on our team, and we, therefore we ignore the fact that the results aren't showing up because we care for them so much. I care for them so much, I ignore their failings. I ignore their shortcomings. I ignore where they're dragging the team backwards. When I say this is a blind spot, that's what I'm talking about. 
We are often blind to the fact that someone who we care about is actually showing up as a negative in our organization or our team or what have you. This is where I would argue we need to interrogate reality. With the people we love the most, we need to make sure that we've got systems in place so that we don't leave our decision-making to emotional kind of responses. We've got to have it be fixed in reality. You said you would do X, you have not done X. This is where when we set goals with people, it's so important to have them be a smart goal. Specific, measurable, achievable, time-bound, all that stuff. We need to have the goals be that way because then that becomes a very simple measure that without this bias, without this emotional attachment, we can see where we're actually standing. Now we can make the right decisions for the organization. Now we can see where the gaps are and actually help somebody. We've got to recognize when we're falling in love, in quotes, falling in love with someone. Because we're likely to be blinded by the shortcomings that person may have. We all have them. We all come up short. But as a leader, if we're blind to it, then we're likely not to call it out. Which means we're actually going to hold that person back. Our love for them actually will help be a thing that keeps them from achieving their potential. I'm pretty sure that's not what we want to do. So the flip side of this is a similar halo effect, right? You know, we ignore the virtues of people that we dislike. I'll say it another way. We ignore the advice, input, or perspective of people we dislike. Once we've decided that we don't care for someone, it is really hard for that one to have a positive impact on us. We effectively shut the door to that as an opportunity. The vast majority of the people out there have a perspective that is valuable and have ways to contribute in a positive fashion. But if we shut them down because we don't like them or, or even go so far as to hating them, we're ignoring all of the positive that could come from that area. In the same way with somebody that we've fallen in love with, we tend to ignore all of the negative. Neither of them are true. People that we love aren't nothing but frickin' rainbows and unicorns. And people that we hate aren't nothing but pitchforks and horns. Everybody's a mix. We have to be aware of this bias that we have and others have. When I talk about proactively seeking the perspectives of others, that that's something we're challenged to do as leaders, that means you got to go get the perspectives of somebody you don't much care for. I had, the, I had the real pleasure, and I mean that in terms of the words that I'm using. I had the absolute pleasure of working with a person who we, our tendency was to lock horns. Our tendency was to not get along. I would even go so far as to say that we did not particularly like each other in kind of the normal, superficially friend work environment kind of way. And there was a moment where that person called that out in one of our conversations, one-on-one, behind closed doors. Just brought it up and said, hey, you know, basically, maybe we'd be better off if we didn't work together. 
and was and was basically offering it in a hey if I'm not if I shouldn't be part of this team like it's okay I'll I'll go do something else. And it was a big team. It was a big organization I was running. And, and this person was a part of it. And tears in my eyes. I urged that person to see it another way. They were probably the most important person I needed in that organization. Their perspective was almost never in alignment with mine. Which means I needed to hear it. How we, had, how we approached stuff was very different, which meant the combination of it was healthy. She had no problem telling me what I needed to hear. My challenge was to always make sure that I heard it. Our natural tendency is to surround ourselves with people that we like and love and to push away people and advice and perspective and information from people that we dislike or hate. It means that we tend to put too much emphasis on the information or input of those that we like and love and too little on those that we dislike or hate. And the reality is both of those sets of information and perspective and all that kind of stuff are probably much more equally, are much more equal in terms of the weight we should give them than how we're naturally wired. Here's what it also means as a leader, that if I don't have a relationship where the person that I'm trying to lead likes me, I'm going to have a very strong uphill battle to persuade that person because of this bias. They're not likely to take in the things that I have to say. So it's a very challenging balancing act as a leader to surround yourself with people that you don't necessarily fall in love with and still be able to influence those people. It's a lot of hard work that's bundled into that. And in general, it will be easier for you to influence people who like you and love you. So if you can find ways to build rapport with people in a healthy way, that's an important thing to do. They're more likely to take your advice. They're more likely to see you as valid. They're more likely to put weight on it. Your job as a leader is to make sure you're giving them the right freaking advice. And that it's not selfish. That it's actually in their best interest and the best interest of the organization. We've got to keep that in mind. This bias is big. And it's two wrapped up in one. We're likely to, to put way more weight on people's information, input, perspective that we like and love than on those that we dislike or hate, which means we're often ignoring the stuff we might need to hear the most or disregarding it. And it's on you. It is on you as the leader to recognize that bias in yourself, give things the full weight that they deserve, interrogate reality when dealing with people that you love, don't get caught up in your emotions of them and proactively seek the perspective of people who you don't necessarily get along with. We're not in business to win a bunch of new friends. That's not why we're there. Watch for this one. Watch for this one in yourself, especially. Now get out there, apply it this week. I would challenge you to it.
Make it a great one. Thank you so much for joining us for this Knowles Development Podcast. We're here at the end of 2018, and we're going to take a little break here, and we will be back on January 2nd with all new podcasts every single week for you and your leadership development. Hope you and yours have a great holiday season. We'll see you then. Thank you.